This is Utah Jazz Playoff Basketball on the Zone Sports Network. The Los Angeles Clipper team that Steve Ballmer dreamed of when he signed Kawhi Leonard and Paul George arrived for Game 4 of the NBA Semifinals, blowing out the Utah Jazz of the final 118-104. So the series is tied, and do the Jazz have an answer? We find out on Wednesday night at 8 o'clock right here on the Zone Sports Network. When the Jazz take the court in the NBA playoffs, you'll hear every moment on the zone. This is The Big Show with Gordon Monson and Jake Scott on 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Our next guests are the co-hosts of the very popular radio program entitled The Big Show. The Big Show. This is The Big Show. They call me Hollywood. Here come The Big Show. Big Show. show. Ladies and gentlemen, The Big Show. It's The Big Show. Is everybody ready? Today is Tuesday, right? Take extra care to follow the instructions or you'll be put to sleep. And don't forget Taco Tuesdays. Let's get rolling. This is The Big Show with Gordon Monson and Jake Scott, presented by Big O Tires. Stop by your locally owned Big O Tires for no credit needed financing and the best prices on tires. Big O Tires, the team you trust. This is 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. It's The Big Show, Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone, broadcasting live from our Carrier Zone studios here at Vivint Arena. Austin Horton producing today across the glass from us. What's going on there, Gordon? I'm doing just fine, thank you. How are you? Uh, real answer or yeah, real answer. Uh, I don't know. Got some got some bad house news from my uh, my wife. What's like going mere on? seconds before the show started. What's going on? Jason? Oh, you know, water appearing in the basement. What that sort of thing? I I don't know. It's not on the hottest day of the year. It's not. Uh, I, it doesn't look like it's very much, but you know. Uh, let's see. What could be the source of that? Uh, is it seeping through the foundation? I don't know. I have, let's let's hope a, not. Is it a spring? Well, that happens a lot. A lot of people think their house is like a boat, but it's really not because if you have water, it'll seep through. Right. I've experienced that before. Oh, yeah. Yeah. At, in, at the same in a house. very similar spot in the in the house. Oh so, well, you know. maybe it's uh, maybe that the sprinklers pr- went berserk. That or problem really sucked. So if it's that problem again, I'll be You're really disappointed. It's but, not uh, that. Yeah, I just said, uh, uh, I just said, uh, get Mike on the horn. Well, not Mike per se, but uh, Mike Conley. No, holler at any hour services. Get uh. somebody out there. You know, you know their ad, Gordon. If you call today, they come today. So, <laughs> and you need them today. I, I need them to to come today. You know, when you have a problem like that, you reach a point, and it comes pretty quick, where you don't care whatever it takes to get it taken care of. Because you don't want water in your house. Well, I mean, mold and ruining carpet and all sorts of stuff. Yeah, that's no fun. Yeah, I think a lot of homeowners have experienced that, Jake. But get get the right people on the job and get it fixed. And uh, you'll be happy to open up your wallet and pay what you need to. Well, I'd be happy to, huh? <laughs> Well, I'd be, I'd which be would just, you rather have? I'd be just thrilled. Huh? You want Is a pool in your basement or you want you want the problem fixed? Well, I did. Last time I had this problem, I largely fixed it on my own. What'd you do? Well, I 
dug down deep into the problem and quite literally and uh, and fixed it. How, how did you fix it? It was a leak uh, in the stop waste valve. You know what I'm uh, talking about? The valve that turns on or turns off your, your sprinkler water. So it was a leak right there, which happens to be right next to my house. So. And that happens to be right where the problem is again? Uh, is same spot in the house. Well, maybe, maybe, did you fix it right? Oh, yeah, I fixed it right. Oh. Uh, it's not as much water this time, so that's, I guess that's <laughs> the, the real positive here. But but oh. point being, I get it, home ownership, you deal with hardship, you know. I'm not Austin, who deals with it more frequently and worse than I do. I haven't so had something like this, though. I, I'm not asking for anybody's sympathy. I'm just more saying that it... It, it, you're frustrated. It doesn't right put you in the best mood no, when you no. get the news, you know, yeah. like seconds before you're supposed to be like, hey, <laughs> hey, everybody, it's a Tuesday. Hey, honey, <laughs> we have a flood in the basement. And, you know, of course, Hi, how are you? <laughs> my wife's juggling the newborn at the same time. So she's got that going. And I'm here with you. So, so she, not, not sure you should be juggling newborns. She calls you and she's got a life jacket Sorry. on. No, it's not that bad, apparently. I don't know. It's not like the time your water heater was just exploding? No, when it was raining in my basement? No. No. No, that wasn't. That wasn't. Yeah. If anybody's ever had a household problem like that, call Austin. uh... (laughs) Everybody. I think all homeowners go through stuff like this. Now, I have an older house that was built in the 50s, so... I encounter some of this stuff maybe more frequently than others. This type oh, of stuff, but, but every house has Austin about new yeah, stuff. Yeah. No, I know every. I think every house you have those things that spring up that ruin your day, right? Just in that you're going to dip into the 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 fund that you were saving for Disneyland or something, but it's got to go to you know the water heater or drying out the basement or new carpet or whatever the case may be. Do we pay the mortgage on this sinking ship this month or not? (laughs) Yes. Part of life, Jake. Part of life. That's what I'm saying, Gordon. It's part of of living. It's part of some people's lives anyway. No, it just happens, you know? So here's my advice on that, Jake. Just just do the best you can to roll with it, get it fixed, and uh, and, and deal with it. You know? I mean, yeah. It's just part of life. Be poor. I mean, earlier, that's what you were saying, was throw money at it. You know, well, some of us have more money to throw at it than others. Well, I, well, if you can fix it yourself, good on you. But, but if if you need some expert help, then uh, then uh, call the right people. What if he needs a friendly loan? You know, zero percent from a friend that get it back to you in a couple of years. If you really needed money, would you call your mom and dad? No. If you really needed money, no. What would you do? What if you? What would you do if you if you needed money that you didn't have? Uh, rob a liquor store. <laughs> Call Gordon Monson. No, no. I mean that's uh, that's sort of an interesting question to think about. It. I don't know. <laughs> Is it? That's a yeah. depressing question to think yeah. about. Would you? Would you ask your mom and dad? Oh yeah, I have no qualms about that whatsoever. Yeah, I'm not paying them back either. Shouldn't have had kids if you don't want to pay for kids. <laughs> Oh, yeah, I, I don't know. Let's hope I don't uh, encounter that situation. I, I'm sure my parents hope I don't encounter that situation. So there you go. What, what do you think they would say if you called them and said, uh, you got you got a few thou I can borrow? See, the difference here is my parents would be just as likely to ask me for money as I would them. 
So we're just asking each other for zero. <laughs> yeah, uh, it sounds like for you it's a matter of pride. They they would probably say wrong number. <laughs> Click. Who? Who is this again? Uh, aren't you forty? That might be the 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 second sentence that came out of their mouth. Are, are, you you turned forty this year, right? Um, I don't know. I don't know. Let's hope it doesn't come to that. Yeah. So this news came to you from the between the time I saw you and the start of the show. Correct. Because mm-hmm. when I saw you, you were chipper and happy, and yes. I come in here and I'm like. God, what just happened in here while no, I was and, out of the room? Listen, I'm not going to let it drag down the show. I'm a professional. <laughs> That's why I asked Gordon, do you want the real answer? And I didn't mean to spend 12 minutes on it because I'm fine. I'm fine. Next we, time, we, Gordon, the answer is no. We don't want the real Yeah, right. The answer is no. And then I can just go about my, hey, guys, I'm doing great. <laughs> great to see you. Um, but no, we're, we're going to holler at any hour and we'll get it taken care of. It'll be all right. Okay. Well, then... If there's a solution, then I try to do it myself, but I'm here, and and since the show lasts a, a while, I don't really have you know the option to be there. Oh. So that's why any hour exists, right? Well, because my wife, who is very handy by the way, probably could fix it as well. But then again, she's got that you know the whole baby thing. Well, I'm glad she's got the whole baby. Oh, what a terrible! That's movie. worse than my joke. No, look, I'm should just, we should we dive into I'm my not, from just, my bad mood my, into my, the jazz my, fans' my, bad mood? Is that, <laughs> let me just say it's about to get that, worse. That Austin and I appreciate your your dedication to work. You know what? I here's 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 we'll see. the positive I'm taking from my day. All right, after honestly months, if not years, of coming into this studio and complaining about being cold today on the hottest day of the year, record setting in Utah. Hundred and whatever degrees it is outside today, I remember to bring a jacket. <laughs> I'm so I, proud of you. So you know, you know who's not cold in the studio right now? This guy. It um, is pretty cold in there, Gordon. It is, uh, and I thought about that, but then I just couldn't get myself to do it. Should have. I, I, well, I, I, yeah, I guess. You know but, the 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 wonderful people at security around here. Uh, the when I was coming through today, they they looked at me like. Is that a jacket? <laughs> you, you, this is a day for a guy wearing a jacket to be looked at weird by security. Yeah, right. Like what are, what's hiding in those pockets? There? On on this date in June in Utah, we have literally never had a hotter day, ever. And you're <laughs> and you're rocking that jacket. You went with the sweatsuit. Something suspicious here. The what's... guy ahead of Jake was in a speedo. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Okay, you want to dive into the game? Let's you, do should it. we get there? Yep. All right. Uh go ahead, Austin. Two guys, two topics, two, two, two. two opinions. Two. Utah, give me two. This is the split story of the day on 975-1280 the zone. And the zone sports network. Knocked away from Ingles by Batum, and the Clippers have a second chance opportunity. Paul George kicks to the corner. Catch and shoot corner three from Leonard is good. He is deadly on the corner three. You cannot let him have that shot. 51% on corner threes. Kawhi Leonard working in the middle of the floor. Gobert comes out with him. Leonard started most of his actions much closer the other night. Here's an off-the-bounce three, and it's good. 26-10 to 10 L.A. That's six threes so far here in the first quarter for the Jazz. Jazz do not have one. They are 0 for 5. Isolation Kawhi at the top. Drive. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my goodness gracious. Kawhi Leonard just. 
with the right hand, went just to just with Derek Favors and packed it. Joe Ingles answers with a three the other way that counts a point more, but will never be remembered. Oh my gosh, what did we just see? Donovan off a pick, gets some airspace, fires a three and hits. And there they are playing traditional pick and roll against the Jazz, and the Jazz kill him on it. 118-104. Yes, that was the final score. Thank you, David. It's time for the uh, the split story of the day, uh, brought to you by our friends at Sound Sleep Medical. Do you snore at night, or do you have sleep apnea? Uh, check them out. Uh, Sound Sleep Medical can improve your life. Visit soundsleepmedical.com. 2-2, Gordon. That is the series. Now, coming back here for Game 5 tomorrow night at Vivint Arena. And it was not uh, it was not a pretty game, really, Gordon. And the first quarter was was something. The clips were all over the Jazz, and the Jazz just I mean that you're just not coming back from that hole. Yeah, I I agree. And I, I tell you what I did, Jake. I went back and watched it again today. I'm sorry. I know, and it it was uh, it was as ugly the second time as it was the first. Uh, there were moments where you could see a little life out of the Jazz. But, I mean, this isn't good job, good effort, whatever. I mean, you've got to come play for an entire game. And the Jazz couldn't put things together. They they had some brighter moments. But, like you said, they were in such a deep hole early on. Too many mistakes early. Too many offensive boards given up and allowed to the Clippers. Too many turnovers. Too many missed shots. Uh, too many blown assignments on defense. I mean, it just goes on and on. And when you're in a championship chase, and that's what the Jazz are in in this series. I mean, the Clippers are good, and uh, they they just are not have not shown up in these last two games the way they need to in order to uh, to be what they want to be. And I, I I guess if you can do something once or twice or three times, you can do it again and again. But the Jazz have just been too sporadic with it, Jake. So I got this tweet from uh, Josh last night, and then uh, the. First thing that Lloyd Colt said to me today when I got to the studio was something very similar. But Josh says, looks like the Jazz could have used that pep talk from our guy Gordon Monson <laughs> after all. Maybe he just gave it to Mitchell. Mitchell. And uh, Lloyd Lloyd uh, said something similar, and I got to agree with him. You know, Gordon, I got to hand it to you. You were right. That team, uh, uh, that team really could have used a little more energy out there. They really didn't play all that hard, did they? You think I should head on over to the, uh, the basketball center over there and uh, offer my services? <laughs> Uh yeah yeah I do and let I me mean have... I'm older uh, who's the oldest player on the team Mike Conley? Mike Conley it's Cody Conley so yeah. you know I'm like I I got I got these guys you know tripled up age wise so I think I might be able to lend some advice I I, I hey I agree. Get get down there. Get uh, get Coach Snyder on the horn. Tell him you want to talk to the, the squad. This is my experience in watching basketball for a zillion years now. When a team is feeling pressed, it tries to do things that it can't do. And we saw that time and time again in this game uh, from the Jazz. They, they, they are going outside themselves at key moments, like at the start of the game, and then when they close the gap down to 14, uh, Rudy Gobert goes out of the game. It gets stretched back out. Then they whittle it down to 10, but there's only two minutes left at that point, and it's too late. 
Uh, quick uh, corrections and retractions. We we try to be accurate. Uh, forgot about this. Irsan Ilyasova is the oldest player on the team, and he's listed as like 37, but he's really 34. Like, yeah, yeah, he's really like 49. <laughs> he's listed as 34 years old, having been born in 1987. Yeah, that that checks out. No, yeah. but look into his past a little bit. He's he's significantly older. <laughs> and uh, Joe Ingles is actually nine days older than Conley. Oh, is he? And believe it or not, Irsan Ilyasova likely not even his name. That's true. <laughs> True that it's likely not his name. Should we dig likely a little deeper? not even uh, his name. It turns out that he's Elvis Presley. We've got the guys at 60 minutes on it. We'll get to it later. Okay, the guys, it's going that high up, yeah, huh? Charlie the, Rose. The, the folks there at 60. I don't think Charlie Rose works for them anymore. Oh, well, that's who I've hired. Wasn't he the, the old guy giving creepy massages? <laughs> was he? Yeah, no offense to Charlie Rose if that wasn't him, but I'm pretty sure that was him. You better be sure. I should have vetted this guy. Yeah, Google, it, Google that. Let me know if I'm right about that. I'm pretty sure that's why he's no longer with CBS. But anywho, yes, how did we get there? That's right, that's right my bad. <laughs> Is he the one that had the late night talk show for a while where he would interview guys? Charlie Rose? Yeah. I have no idea. Uh. Anyway, uh, okay, so what's the number one problem that you're seeing, Jake? <laughs> oh, he he admitted problem. to it even. Hmm. Yeah. Well, what did he say he did? <laughs> no, I mean, I mean, he said, I, I admit to the inappropriate workplace behavior. Uh, giving massages? I don't know. I don't know. I, I should never have brought his name up. So I, uh, Let's talk about the Jazz losing. I, uh, I gave you credit that uh, the team needed to play harder, uh, but on my point yesterday— the problems still exist. Where the things the Clippers were doing, they did them again. Yes, they did. And the Jazz didn't really have an answer for yeah. it. And so that adjustment that I was expecting to come in Game 4, for a variety of reasons, I suppose, that we can dig into, uh, didn't really happen. Uh, the way the Clippers were playing the Jazz on defense, specifically blitzing Donovan Mitchell, made everything hard. Yep. Everything on offense looked hard last night. They weren't getting any transition, any easy buckets anywhere. None. Everything, nothing. Zero. Every, everything was really, really hard on offense. And then on defense, uh, you know, giving the ball to Kawhi Leonard, and they they did this. This was interesting. Coach Lacombe compared it to Dirk Nowitzki, and he's right on. Where they give Kawhi the ball at the nail, where you can't double him. And then he just goes to work. I mean, everybody's talking about the the dunk over Derek Favors. Mm-hmm. What people aren't going to talk about is the fact that he got the ball in that spot, beat Royce O'Neal with one step, and Derek Favors really stood no chance at that point. I mean, and, he, he beat Royce, and, and Royce at times played really good defense. On this particular play, I mean, he beat Royce with very little effort. But yeah, Okay, so th- there's that, but then there's the... The the other side of what he's capable of doing, the Jazz are fighting, showing a little life, trying to close the gap, and Kawhi standing uh, about two, three feet uh, away from the top of the arc just pops a three. He did it on two or three different occasions, and so he's got that inside-out game going, and the Jazz, uh, I want to say they can't cover the dude. Well, At least they haven't been able to down there. But see, this is this brings us back to this. This is the brilliance of Kawhi. Who can cover him? I mean, maybe one or two guys on the planet. Maybe. I mean, the, the same has gone for LeBron for years, right? I mean, you say, oh, God, get out there and cover LeBron. Who can cover LeBron? Yeah. Who's, who's the size of Carl and moves like John? I mean, Kawhi Leonard, probably one of the few people on the planet that can guard LeBron. And one of the major reasons that San Antonio got that last 
NBA championship. There's just very few players like that on the planet, let alone few players like that on the planet who also are deadly on the offensive end. So how come the Jazz could beat them the first two games? Well, part of it was how the Clippers played, like we talked about yesterday. But is there a way to make them play like that again? At least... Maybe not schematically, but as far as the level of play that they rise to. Now, now here's where I'm going to continue to apologize to Ty Lue. Because what, uh, what looked like kind of desperation and being lost in the first two games might have been a brilliant strategic move. You throw everything against the wall, you see how the Jazz adapt to all of it, find out what works, and just go with it. I mean, that's what he's basically done. The Clippers have, have abandoned the pick and roll almost entirely. They've abandoned how they play almost entirely. They're playing defense differently than they've played all year. And so Tyron Lue, we're, we're sitting there going, geez, he doesn't know what to do. He might have been just an evil genius <laughs> where he made well, the Jazz play all of their cards right initially in the first two games and then said, okay, well, this is how I'm going to combat that. And the Jazz have had no answer for two games. Well, no it helps answer. when you've got Paul George and Kawhi Leonard. Yes, it does. Absolutely. I mean, because those guys... There have been times when the Jazz have lapsed, but there have been other times when those guys have just been flat brilliant. Correct. And, I'd agree and, with that. And that combination with the Jazz feeling pressure and then making errors, missing shots, uh, it's, uh, it, it's, a, it's a tough combo. I mean, the Jazz, if they shoot 42%, uh, that, that's just not going to get it done. It's not good enough. And I know David has lectured me about looking at uh, field goal percentages, but I'm t- that's not good enough. Not against this team. It's not. And so they've got to find a way. They've got to find a way to calm down. I like what uh, Quinn Snyder was uh, picked up on the mic saying, they're in our heads. That's what he said. He called the offense dysfunctional. The We've been watching this team all year. How many times have they been dysfunctional? Rarely twice in a row. See, I know, and you all always like to go to the mental, and I think I think there's so much physical about it. it well, it's both. I, uh, but I think... it seems like it's like the way that game started, it was like the Jazz were in a deep hole. What was the score? What was that score early? Twenty-eight to ten. Well, they finished the uh, they finished the quarter at uh, thirty to thirteen. Yeah, I mean, at that point, you're cooked. Yeah, I mean, you might be able to scratch and claw your way back in, but at that time, the the Jazz were discombobulated, and it seems like Jake, you know this from playing tennis, that there are times when you are hopelessly behind, and so what do you do? You just let it fly. You start you start playing. You just play loose because you got nothing to lose at that point because you're going to lose. And that's what happened in the in the second half. In those better stretches of the second half, the Jazz played loose. And uh, I can tell a difference, man. And, and there are times when they clinch up. And I know that the Clippers are playing good defense. And, and, and here's the other thing, and you've mentioned this before, Jake. The Clippers, even when they play small ball, are longer than the Jazz. Oh, yeah. Well, And that causes real problems for, for these shooters sometimes because the Clippers are – are, are 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 taller than they are. Yep. And yep. they're able to get some stuff done. How do you beat length like that? Well, Mike Conley might be able to help in that regard. You know, but he's not available. There's a reason Gordon I've been telling you all along that I think the Clippers are the best team in the West and should be the favorite. Because all those things that you just said about the Clippers, ignoring the things you said about the Jazz for a moment, but all those things you said about the Clippers are one hundred percent true. 
Yeah. And then everybody goes, well, why didn't they have the best record in the West? And why did they underachieve against Dallas? This is this, this is the great mystery to me. Why, why were the Jazz able to win comfortably in games one and two? When it comes to this Clipper team, that's the great mystery. Because and, and we can diagnose some stuff. And I'm, again, I'm going to continue to give Ty Lue credit because the adjustments that he's made have been incredible. But they they are how the modern basketball team is supposed to be built. Not the perfect team, mind you. They could always add different skill sets and players. But you take guys who are you know six eight, six seven, six nine, that are two hundred and what Gordon two hundred and twenty to two hundred fifty pounds somewhere in that neighborhood. You know that can guard any position on the floor, can shoot the lights out, or you know run the pick and roll because they're good ball handlers, or figure out a way to get buckets in the ISO. These these multi dimensional five tool players. I mean, they're going to win. Basketball and, is a simple game and super efficient from three point. They can and, shoot. And, yeah, I mentioned that. Yeah, so that that that's a real problem. And there's another problem. That we haven't mentioned, and 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 I'll say it real quick, and I'll get your reaction, Jay, because we can talk about it coming up. But I think Donovan Mitchell is hurt. I I, I think he's uh, obviously the ankle is bothering him. You can see that in in as as far as the way he walks. But when was the last time you saw Donovan raise up and put a hammer down on a dunk? That's been strangely absent in this series, right? Am I remembering that right, guys? Can you remember a time when Donovan did what he so often has done during the regular season? Rise up and throw that thing down like a hammer? I I think I think he's hurting. And he can move laterally. He can move horizontally. But vertically? Did you see that jump ball with Pat Beverly? He, I mean, you you cannot tell me, even though Donovan Mitchell is 6'1", 6'2", whatever he is, uh, you can't tell me he can't jump higher than that. He's, I think he's hurting. He's trying to make up for it in other ways. But uh, th- this, this is troubling for the Jazz. All these things we've mentioned. It's kind of stacking up, Jake. Yeah. Let's get into I, let's get into that one on the other side. Uh, it is the big show. Gordon Monson, Jake Scott will be talking a lot of jazz basketball throughout the day. Stay tuned. 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. What time is it? It's half past the hour and time to talk Utah Jazz. Oh, Donovan! This is your Jazz at 30 update. Ring the 30-point bell. Jazz come back home with series tied at two games apiece with the L.A. Clippers. They lost last night 118-104 to in Los Angeles. Boyan Bogdanovich says this team's not going to give up. I mean, not at all. We got to... We gotta stay, stay connected, stay together. They did what they supposed to, supposed to do. They won two games at home. Now it's, now it's our turn to protect our home court. Game five coming your way tomorrow from Vivint Arena. Tip-off will be a little after eight o'clock. Pre-game coverage live from the Plaza out front begins at seven. This update is brought to you by Mountain Land Supply, where the pros go for plumbing, landscaping, irrigation, agricultural irrigation, HVAC parts, tools, and safety equipment. Find a location near you at mountainland.com. You. 
You can't stop me now. This is The Big Show with Gordon Monson and Jake Scott. Presented by Big O Tires. Stop by your locally owned Big O Tires. The team you trust. This is 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Network. Show Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. It's a total request Tuesday brought to you by Live Nation Concerts. For the latest tour news and artist insight, check them out, livenation.com. Uh, Austin's theme today uh, in honor of my water issues at my house. Uh, songs or bands that mention water? Tweet at us. Did you get any news on it? Yeah, I talked to the wife during the break. Uh, it's, a, it's a slow uh, pro- uh, slow drip, so that's oh, good news. Okay, so it's probably been going on for a couple of weeks, but uh, just noticed it. Just uh, just noticed it. So All we'll right. see. We'll see. Plumber uh, though is coming later. Okay, so that's nice. Good. good. That is nice. So a little uh, smoke on the water, fire in the sky. Isn't that considered the first heavy metal song? Is that is that true or is that an old wife? I've song? heard that. Yeah, I don't know if that's widely accepted, but I've heard it. Deep Purple, right, is the name That's of That's the band? name of the band, yeah. yeah. Okay. I don't know another song by them. So we already have some uh, some good stuff coming in. So tweet at us, at Austin Horton, at Jake Scott Zone, at Gordon Monson. Uh, Gordon, you think uh, Donovan is hurt and it is affecting the series? Well, I, I just don't see the explosiveness out of him, the verticality that we, t- that we, t- that we typically see from him. And uh, and he, I think he's pressing. He's he's trying to do too much. Uh, last night he was nine of twenty six from the floor. He had five turnovers, and if you believe in plus minus, he was a minus fifteen. The only player who was worse in that regard was uh, Jordan Clarkson, who was a minus sixteen. Well, now we can get to the bench a little later on in the show because yeah. that is an issue. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I'm not so. First of all, I don't think Donovan's 100. Uh, I would guess very few players are 100 percent at this point in the in the season in the playoffs. Gordon, you've you've covered enough basketball to know that the, the wear and tear of the season is is certainly a real thing. But um, the Jazz in that game one against Memphis, they weren't holding Donovan out because they wanted to. <laughs> I mean, there was obviously some sort of debate or conflict internally about how healthy the ankle really was. Now, if it were 100 percent, there probably wouldn't be a whole lot of debate now, would there? So, But uh, he, looked, he, looked, he looked healthier right in game two than he has in these last few games. Okay. Wear and tear? I have no doubt. Uh, you know, I mean, he's talked enough about it in the postgame to know that he's— not 100%, let me mm-hmm. put it that way. But these topics are so tough because you just speculate. Yeah. And, but I don't, I'm just going off of the way – it's one thing to be hurt and be able to suffer through some pain. It's another thing when it affects the way you play. And I, I, I'm not using it as an excuse for Donovan. I'm just saying that I don't see the verticality that I typically do from him. I do not think that Donovan Mitchell's production – is the reason the Jazz are now tied at two in this series and have lost two in a row. Well, I, there's, I, a, I, there's a number of things. There there are a number of things, and I would put Donovan Mitchell's production offensively 
pretty low on the list. Okay. Uh, now, Donovan Mitchell's production, along with several others, defensively, I'll throw that high up on the uh, higher up on the list. We saw a little bit of the zone. Did you notice that? I did. Uh, we saw a little bit of that as the Jazz try to figure out how exactly to keep these guys in in front of them. And I, I still don't know what the answer to that is, honestly. I, I don't know if the Jazz know what the answer to, to that question is. But I don't know. As far as it seems to me, Donovan's sucking it up and, and producing, and he's probably managing some pain while doing it. But, you know, they're keying the entire defense around him, yeah. and he's still getting 37 points. Now, here's where I totally agree with you, and I think you're on the money. I think he pressed at the beginning of the game where he's taking too much upon himself. And remember that temptation we were talking about yesterday? That temptation because you're the best offensive player on the team just to be like, I'll go get this done, fellas. You know, get on get on my back. I'm, I'm taking us home. You know, he's got to fight that temptation because the, the, the whole defense is keyed around stopping him. So you have to enlist some help. To get some relief, and, and, that, and, and that comes to your Conley point. I mean, you look at what happened with the Mavericks. I mean, Luka Doncic kind of dominated the ball in that series too, and the Clippers figured that out. And so, uh, are the rest of the Jet? If you take Donovan out of the equation and take Doncic out of the equation, are the rest of the Jazz better than the rest of the Mavs? I would say yes, but right now they're not playing like it. Right. And that that brings us to the bench, but but really the jazz ball movement and Quinn Snyder said it again in the post game. I'm sure you noted that too, Gordon. The the ball movement is the key here. If we want to focus on one thing, and granted there's not one thing to focus on, but if we wanted to hit on uh, offensively what the jazz issue is, it's ball movement. And yeah. what was the problem in the first quarter? So many no pass possessions or one pass possessions. And I don't even mind some dribbling as long as it leads to something productive. Right. And, and the thing with Jordan Clarkson, and when he comes on the floor, usually there aren't a, a whole lot of shooters on the floor. It's a lineup where the, the ball movement, it changes a little bit. Maybe you address his role, I'm not sure. But in the first quarter, at least, or with that starting unit, that the, the ball needs to move. And Donovan himself will benefit from that because he's one of the, if not the best catch-and-shoot three-point shooter in the league. He's really, really good at it. And that ball will come back to him. So... Okay, so let me ask you this. From a strategic standpoint, if the Clippers, the long Clippers, are getting up under the Jazz shooters and making it more difficult for that ball movement uh, to happen, because guys are kind of double-clutching before they pass, because why? The, the Clippers are coming up and sort of overplaying or you know, playing in the passing lane, and so that seems to be disrupting things. Uh, guys seem to be hesitant to deliver the ball. Yeah. Like that, and, and let me give you an example. It doesn't really fit what we're talking about here. But we have seen Donovan throw that baseball pass to Rudy Gobert time and time again. And he did it last night. And guess what? It's intercepted, right? Fast break the other way. It's, you know, I think they're a little baffled. In that regard, and then thereby hesitant. It's a tough one to figure out. That maybe doesn't have an answer. I mean, look at uh, um, you know the the best passer in the history of the NBA, John F. Stockton. What happened in the finals when you put Scottie Pippen, who's six eight, on him? <laughs> that does make a difference. It makes a huge difference. Yeah. And yes, they're they're big and long, and they're getting in the passing lanes, and they're. That's why Magic was such a great passer, because he was so tall. He was a center playing against six-feet people. 
Yeah. Probably Magic helps. Johnson is pound for pound the best point guard who ever lived. Probably helps LeBron uh, as the best point guard ever too. <laughs> the fact that go. he's he's bigger, you know, that is uh, that's true. But no, size and length matters is the point. When playing defense specifically, and they're going to have to figure out a way to get the ball moving. Which and here's here's the optimistic thought from a Jazz perspective to to bring a close to this particular segment. Donovan Mitchell was super optimistic about the second half. He was, and I, I was a little surprised because I, I expected his post-game comments to be a little more on the gloomy side, and not that he was super stoked by any means, but he did talk at length about how he felt good about the second half. And if the Jazz went to school a little bit in the second half and figured out, okay, well, this is how we're going to get some stuff working. You know, they did it as a little dress rehearsal for game number five and learned some stuff coming back home. You know, that could be productive. And I thought the fact that Donovan was optimistic about how they played in the second half, I thought that was notable. Well, that's what the Clippers did here in Salt Lake City. Right, right. They learned, observed, learned, and made the, the adjustments necessary to enable success. The problem is that the lessons that the Jazz have learned <laughs> have been a little more severe. Well, yeah, because, it, and here's where I will not give so much credit to Ty Lue. It's it's really easy to be like, you know, we've got some issues, guys. Let's go ahead and defer to Kawhi. <laughs> <laughs> you know, or Paul George, who's who is playing much better. Yes, he is. The past two games, you know, mm-hmm. that uh, it, it I joke about it all the time, the uh, uh, the Simpsons episode with the ringers in softball where Mr. Burns points to Daryl Strawberry and he goes, "You Strawberry, hit a home run." And then Daryl <laughs> Strawberry hits a home run and Burns goes, I told him to do that. <laughs> you know, it's hey, get Kawhi the ball. You know, but but the Jazz are going to have to figure it out. That's a tough one because they can't, you know, just go, hey, Kawhi, take it. The Jazz are a team. We talked about this yesterday too. Strength well, of the team is the team. That's well, the reason they're a great team is because they play like a team. Whatever lessons they they have absorbed, they better they better utilize them tomorrow night or. This place is going to go dark real quick. They have to get this next game. Wait, you heard the part where I wanted to end the segment on a little optimism, did you? Because that went dark pretty quick. (laughs) Well, on the other hand, there have (laughs) been lessons to to, to learn, you know? And just the way the Jazz have have, uh, exhibited, have played their hand, as it were, and it showing Ty Lue what they were doing. Uh-huh. Okay. Now the Clippers have dipped their hand down and shown the Jazz what their cards are. Okay. And so now they can take those lessons learned. As Donovan was talking about in the second half, they did that. They won the second half. What they outscore them by? Uh, 60 to 50? 60 to 50 in the second half. Now, it could nope, be. No, nope, wait, stop. <laughs> Stop! No, you 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 succeeded right there. No, no, no. Could be. Okay. Good job. Save the could okay. be for a little later okay. on. I'm okay. sure it's it's radio magic. But sixty get, to fifty in that second half, folks. All right. Want to remind Sky's you? Sky's the limit. At Jerry Signer, check out the bold new lineup at Jerry Signer Cadillac. It's definitely not your grandpa's Cadillac. At Jerry Signer Cadillac, you can shop your way and get a piece of luxury you deserve. Stop by and test drive one today. More Big Show next, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. No matter. Most likely lose it again anyway. Fires it off balance. Three hit it. He hit it. He hit it. We ready for war. Never back down. Give me some more. Joe Ingles. 
This series is all tied up at two. Oh, God, Mitchell! Our Utah Jazz are back at home to host the Clippers in game five. Tomorrow, the Jazz Live pregame show kicks off at seven with tip-off at eight on your home for Utah Jazz basketball. Rise, fire, Splash! 97.5-1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. This is Utah Jazz Playoff Basketball on The Zone Sports Network. The Los Angeles Clipper team that Steve Ballmer dreamed of when he signed Kawhi Leonard and Paul George arrived for Game 4 of the NBA Semifinals, blowing out the Utah Jazz of the Final 118-104. So the series is tied, and do the Jazz have an answer? We find out on Wednesday night at 8 o'clock right here on The Zone Sports Network. When the Jazz take the court in the NBA playoffs, you'll hear every moment on the zone. This is The Big Show with Gordon Monson and Jake Scott on 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. This one goes out to Brett on a Total Request Tuesday. Songs about water. It's the big show. Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. That's pretty clever. It was, uh, hey, uh, problem in my house is, has been solved. How about that? That was fast. That's what happens when you when you sick my wife on something. She's going to get it taken care of. She's going to get it taken care of. It was, the, uh, it was a pressure regulator valve. Gordon, as uh, you know, uh, we have high water pressure up uh, where we live. So I have one of those pressure regulators so it doesn't blow out my water heater every year and a half. And apparently that was leaking. So uh, well, I'm, I'm sure glad. everybody was very concerned. I'm glad you got that taken care of. I was going to start calling you Noah. Don't say me. I didn't do anything but sit here and complain about it on the radio. That was less than an hour. I know. I'm blown away, to be honest. I'm calling Naz next time I have a problem. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> She'll get it. She'll get it taken Does anybody care of. do that? Does anybody uh, offer that kind of service? Fix your problems for yeah, you? Yeah. <laughs> I'll tell you this. Being married to somebody who negotiates for a living, not the worst thing in the world. Well, you had designs. You said that back when you were single. You were going to find some capable person of course, who you could mooch off of for the I, rest of your life. I didn't use the word mooch. But that's what he meant. What, what word did you use? Well, I don't know. I was looking for somebody who was uh, had uh, Direction. Uh, high aspirations. <laughs> Direction. That, that was just a, a healthy byproduct. <laughs> well, I'm happy for you. Yeah, so that's good. I'm in a better mood now. That's well, good. nice. Yeah. Not that I should let my, my personal life affect my feelings on the radio, but uh, here we are. All right. Uh, ben Maller is going to jump on the show coming up next. Uh, ben, as we know, is a Clipper guy. So Ben, uh, it'll be interesting to hear from him. Uh, we've got what's going on coming up at uh, 4. Uh, Brian, or no, we've got Bob today, right, from Real Golf Radio coming up at 4.30. Bowler joins us at 5, and we also have jazz media availability uh, to sandwich in there somewhere. You know, we've been tossing things out about what we observed last night, Jake, and let me just toss one item out right here, and we'll obviously circle back around. 
come around. Um, when the Jazz shoot 12 fewer free throws than the team they're playing, that's probably an issue. What, are you complaining about the refs now? No. No. I'm complaining about the Jazz fouling too much. Why do you think that is? Because they can't stop them. So they're desperate? Bingo. <laughs> you mean it's not some concentrated effort to be more physical? No. No. Hey, I can't cover this not. guy, so I'm going to foul him. Right. Again, one of the, the major luxuries of having Rudy Gobert on your team is you can play really good defense without fouling. When the other team does all that they can to stand Rudy in the corner and keep him away from the play, it's strange how often your last resort is, I'm just going to bear hug this guy and send him to the line. Well, the Clippers uh, scored 10 more points than the Jazz did from the free throw line. Not surprised. That's another little issue, another little lesson to absorb uh, for tomorrow night's action. They did that with John Morant, too, in the first round, if you remember that. They won the game. They fouled him so much, though. I didn't believe it was game two. How often? Oh, he, he went had to the line like uh, twenty times. Yeah, so. uh-huh. it helps also that Marcus Morris is suddenly Steph Curry. But <laughs> well, but here's the thing with Morris is he was always getting those threes. He just wasn't making them, and then he was just draining them last night. And Gordon's favorite players, Reggie Jackson and Nicholas Batum, couldn't throw it in the ocean. <laughs> My favorite players? No, not really. Uh, the Top 1660 is back on the Zone Sports Network. Listen every day at 1.30. Hans and Scotty will announce another member of the Top 60 players in the state of Utah as we count you down to the start of the college football season. It's the Top 1660 presented by Cypress Credit Union and Icon on 97.5 and 1280 The Zone in the Zone Sports Network. Coming up next, Big Ben Mallard joins the show, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone.